Like, stop yeah. letting fear dictate your life. Yeah. And then again, is there ever a right path in the first place? Just, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a question to ponder upon. I think it really depends what kind of what ifs we're asking ourselves. I think that's a very powerful statement. Don't let fear dictate your life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Podcast, also known as the Circle Podcast, also known as the Triangle Podcast. My name is Saeed Fazi Jufa, and today we'll be, um, we'll be showing you something new. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing about comfort, uh, comfort confinement, and we'll be joined alongside Masubani and Mosin. Yep. So these two guests of ours are definitely people that have evolved throughout, I guess, the course of their life and more years to come. Definitely. They've shown glimpses of taking the leap of faith and in various different things they've done, whether it's a competition, whether it's a passion, they've obviously taken those steps towards getting out of their comfort zone, which is why we've called them today to discuss their own experiences and also just talk about our own as well. So I want to start this podcast episode off by just a quote by an actor by the name of Sushant Singh Rajput, who is actually a Bollywood actor who committed suicide. But regardless, he had a quote that really resonated with me. And I think you guys will also resonate with it as well. And it was perhaps the difference between what is miserable and that which is spectacular lies in the leap of faith. And as we know, Sushant Singh Rajput is an actor, but I wanted to direct this mainly towards Mosin. I know you're big into acting and drama and theater. So can you like recall the first time you took that leap of faith where it was like, I really want to go up on stage and, you know, show myself to the world and really show what I'm passionate about? Yeah, so the first time it was, was that I, I never knew that I would just be up on stage a few years ago. But it was in my primary school and at about in year six, uh, I got elected as head boy uh, for the primary school. And the music teacher came up to me and just asked me, you know, hey, you know, you're head boy, you know, I think you have some confidence maybe. Um, and would you like to just try out for uh, the play auditions for the end of school play? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I had one week to rehearse, and this was my first time doing it, really. So I tried my best, and uh, it was my first experience, of course. So I did it, and I got the result, I think, a few days later that I was the main actor, and I was just, like, freaking wow. out. Yeah, so I think it took off from there, and luckily I kept it going and loved doing it. That's so great. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's not that a passion is ready for you to try. You have to do something to get the passion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's very much so that you can't just wait for the opportunity to come to you. You have to avail whatever opportunity you had. And I think right then and there, your teacher presented you with an opportunity and it was you that, was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Even if I don't like it, it doesn't matter. She probably saw something in me and I'm definitely going to make use of that. And I feel like that's really, you know, broadened your horizons in the sense that you're more willing to try different 
areas where you can improve your confidence in because confidence isn't just in one area of life where you're talking. It can be in acting. It can be in drama, theater, which is, I think, what you definitely excel at a lot. Do you feel like, I think one thing about acting that, a lot, that gets a lot of people is stage fright. And do you feel like every time you go up on stage, do you still have that feeling where I'm about to go on and I feel a bit nervous or is it just supernatural for you now? Was that just a one-time thing? So I think when it started all, like when it all started, um, I was a little bit scared. Like everyone's scared when they just start off. But like, as I kept doing these plays and was on stage doing drama, I feel like it just comes to me. <laughs> and it's funny how the more people that are there, I feel more comfortable. I don't know, I don't know why, but I just feel like... So yeah, now for you, it's just natural and you feel as if people around you, you don't get nervous. Instead, you rather feed off their energy and that motivates you to keep pushing through whatever you're displaying on stage. I think that's a really great thing, to be honest. It's a really positive way to approach things. A huge part of stage fright is the people itself. Like the more people it is, you feel more nervous. And that's definitely a huge aspect of it. Let's go to Subhani now. Yeah, so yeah. speaking of taking leaps of faith, why don't we t dive into leaps of change? Um, so I know that everyone at some point has their form of change, right? Whether that be like a physical form, spiritual, or like in fact mentally. So Subhania, I as a friend, I know you to be someone who's changed immensely throughout the years. You used that's to be so true. Very quiet kid. Um, that's true. That's now true. Now you've really gone and shown yourself to the world. So how have you grown outside that comfort zone you used to have? Yeah. So let me tell you a story, right? So when I started going to DIS, as Saud already mentioned. I was kind of like an introvert. I never talked to people. I had this fear of talking to people. I don't know why. And like, I was always like in my own world, trapped in my own bubble. I was, mm -hmm. you could describe me as an introvert because I was an introvert that time. I did not have any friends. I did not really have a social life. And this was in the very beginning years of secondary. So this was like year seven, year eight, year nine. And actually, like, frankly speaking, I enjoyed being an introvert. I enjoyed <laughs> being in my own world you know, having my own thoughts, because I felt that by being an introvert, by being by myself, you know, I'd have control over what I do, like I'd have more freedom over everything I do. But then I felt like there was this point in my life where I felt that, you know, I have to change, like I have to move on. Because if I stay an introvert for the rest of my life, you know, I will never succeed in life, I will never amount to anything in my life. And so that's when I decided to take the leap of faith and to seek discomfort. And, and I decided to start talking to people. Because, yeah. you know, honestly, like the best way to socialize, the best way to really build up your confidence is by talking to people. And for me, that was a moment of discomfort because, you know, mm -hmm. I did not feel I was not very confident. I was a very shy kid. I never spoke to people. But by honestly forming social friends, by, by making friends, like you guys were one of my first friends, like one of my closest friends, which I formed. And that was like four years back, almost four years back. So we still are, dude. We're, we still are your yeah, friends. We still are. We're best friends. <laughs> best friends. Is there another group? Don't worry. Uh, I might have another group, but no, don't worry. <laughs> you guys are OG friends. OG friends. Yeah, man. But like really, honestly, when I started forming friends, I felt like myself, like I was changing mm -hmm. as a person. I was so, you know, I felt happy. I felt like I was, you know, becoming a better person, becoming more confident. Now, even mm -hmm. as I made friends and as I started making friends, 
um, I still felt that bit of uncertainty. I, I still was still the shy kid. You know, I was not very confident. I was still like, I was less, I was more confident because I'd made friends, but I still had this insecurity of like not being confident. So that's why a few years back, not a few years back, but it's probably like two years back or something like that. I decided mm-hmm. to join the, I decided to join many extracurricular activities, like to push myself, to start mm-hmm. seeking discomfort. And that's when I started joining like debate clubs. That's mm-hmm. when I started joining MUN and the Scholars Cup. And I remember with Scholars Cup, I joined a team with Hassan and Krishna. We were the trio team in the Scholars Cup. We went through this one round and it was amazing. And honestly, when, when I joined the Scholars Cup, I was intimidated, like, intim- like so intimidated. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was asking Hassan, when Hassan was telling me about the Scholars Cup, Hassan was like, yo, you know, for the Scholars Cup, for the debate round, you got to speak for five minutes on the spot with no script, like make up a speech on the spot. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? It's like when I first, yeah, when I first heard about this, I was like, I ain't going to do this. Like, I was like, I, I'm going to head out, yeah. bro. I'm not doing this <laughs> But really, <laughs> no, but really like, you know, I, I just sit by myself and think to myself, I was like, Maz, you got to push forward. You got to seek discomfort. And I remember at that time, it was, I used to watch this YouTube channel called Yes Theory. And Yes Theory yes. is a channel which aims to push, you know, and propel mm-hmm. people to seek discomfort and to get out of their comfort zone. So really that time was the Yes Theory vibe time. Like Yes Theory were on my mind. And I was like, Maz, you got to seek discomfort. You got to get out of comfort zone and you got to become a better person. And I wow. did the Scholars Cup with Hassan and Krishna. And honestly, it was like one of the best experiences of my life. Like I enjoyed it so much. I have zero regrets to saying no to not doing the competition. I enjoyed it so much. And I felt like after doing the competition, I changed so much as a person. Like I became so much more confident. Mm-hmm. Now I can like speak to people. Like I love speaking. <laughs> I love socializing. Yeah. It's, it's fun, man. Like if you had told me like five years back, if you told me five years back, okay, Maz, go on stage and make up a speech on the spot and speak in front of those people. I'd probably go up on stage. I'd be so nervous that I'd probably like pass out on stage or something like that. But now, like, I love speaking, man. It's like, it's less daunting to me. I feel like I'd be excited to speak on the spot. So like, yeah, I really changed as a person. I mean, that just goes to show that everyone has had a turning point, whether it be through like a physical kind of thing or just your mentality and your mindset that you take forward. But I feel like uh, the process towards getting yourself out there, there's a lot that goes into the fear of doing something. And I feel like a lot of us fear a lot when it comes to starting new things. So when like like what Maz said, bringing up the whole idea of yes three, that concept in itself, this channel that we stumbled upon. I'm pretty sure all of you guys here know about it. So Ayan, when when did you first experience the whole concept of yes three? First time, it just popped up in my YouTube recommended section, mm-hmm. to be honest. And it was the whole, I think it was the just the the fake Justin Bieber burrito one that like ah, picked off okay. with me, right? But then just watching more and more of their chat, uh, like episodes, uh, the one that really hit me was the one where I think they drop one of them off in like Prague or something, and he needs to make it to like France by the end of the day or something. And he didn't know the language, didn't know anything, but yet he communicated to people through whatever means he could to find a way. And eventually I think he hitchhiked on someone's truck all the way from Prague to Paris, which was pretty wow. cool. Yeah. That was like my first proper exposure of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people 
know them from that Will Smith bungee, heli bungee episode. Yeah. Honestly, that yeah, itself yeah, that sounds like a crazy thing. I don't know. Do you guys have any sort of ambition that you guys want to do? In the so future? like bucket list kind of, I guess? Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I think we see it a lot in movies, but stuff like bungee jumping, just overcoming that fear of height. Because I feel like a lot of us say that we don't have it, but we don't understand the reality of height when you actually get to that point. So mm-hmm. there's so many things, you know, just um, stuff like skydiving. Trust me, I still don't know the reality of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. until we don't, yeah. We need to do that to like understand. Yeah. Like, until we don't do it, we're never going to understand how it's going to be like. Nothing served yeah. on a silver platter. You have to exactly. take that opportunity when it's good. Yeah, the leap of faith. That's what you call it. I mean, another leap yeah. of faith Subani took earlier this year was uh, sharing a hotel room with me in Nepal. That, that was called <laughs> oh, the God, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, That's man. Crazy. I remember. Yeah. Because I was, Ayan was a new guy, right? And I never like, okay, I'll be, I'll be straight up honest with you, Ayan, but I hated you from the beginning. <laughs> Dude, I did not like you, man. Like, you are so. No yeah, bro. But honestly, man, after the Nepal experience, when, when we shared that hotel room, like, honestly, mm-hmm. getting to know you as a person, now you're one of my best friends, one of my closest friends. And, like, honestly, it's like, you know, that one experience changed. Yeah, you can't just yeah. jump to conclusions off of an assumption. The, your willingness to try definitely plays a hu- huge role into that. We've been talking a lot about yesterday, and we've bounced off of us for but Mohsen's a lot younger than us, but I still, yeah. I know that he's a huge fan of Yes Theory. So what purpose, I guess, does Yes Theory serve in your life? And do you live by their, you know, statements, seek discomfort? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, Yes Theory kind of just gives me that little push, that motivation. Like they do extremely crazy things, you know, and, um, you don't see a lot of people doing that. So it's really good that they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to um, spread a message to just change and just be risk takers, have a growth mindset and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the best things is that they've made a full on community through this. People who've bought their merch, I mean, Saud, Ayan, and I are all wearing Seek Discomfort. Guys merch. I'm getting, <laughs> getting yeah. one soon. Getting one soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hop, hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, honestly, hop on the bandwagon for real. I think that's the best part about yesterday is the fact that it's not just a very personal thing that you can keep to yourself. It's an experience and a kind of statement that you can share with others and live by. One of the, I think, craziest parts was I was talking to to Saud about this earlier, but in Nepal, at one point we got called on stage or they asked someone to come on stage and just do a kind of dance, a cultural dance. And that before was something I never would have done. Like that's so spontaneous. And like, it's in front of my whole grade. I've never really presented myself (laughs) like that, but I think so. Then I just looked at each other one, like, you know what? doesn't matter. Seek discomfort. Just do it. And I think, yeah, yeah. Like we were super into yesterday at that point. And that just goes to show that even the smallest of occurrences in your life and this, mm-hmm. those small opportunities you get help, you know, get you those massive miles in your confidence growth. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like at this point, it's very much so a lifestyle that you have. Like if you ask myself, 
four years, like myself, four years ago, like, what would I do in that position? I'd just be like, all right, um, I'm, I would be very nervous. I really don't want to do this. I'll just get someone else to do it. Because being on a stage, you know, it's completely different than being on a stage like most of that takes a lot of guts. But like even something such uh, to that scale, something that small, even taking that next step as small as, as it is, it has a greater impact further down the line. And it's very important to surround yourself with people um, that can help push you. Because if I didn't have, you know, Hassan at that moment, I'd be looking at no one. I'm just like, I really want to do this, but I need someone to give me that extra edge, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think definitely people play a huge role in you wanting to do something spontaneous. And that's what leads me to ask Mohsen that your journey in terms of going on stage and acting or doing drama, is that something you've done solely with self-support and just by yourself independently? Or do you feel like the people around you have played a huge role in that journey in supporting you and telling you that you can do this, you know, go for it. So like, who would those people be in your life that have really pushed you to seriously be as confident as, and the best person that you can possibly be? Yeah. So I think that uh, I definitely like didn't do it myself when I started off. Uh, it was definitely like my mom, she helped me a lot. And just because, you know, I feel like you would need to start off, you'd need more help from someone more experienced because you you start off with very little experience, right? And you still want to start off good. So you'd rather use someone with good experience like my mom and things like that. So, yeah, I think um, the journey definitely... Like till now, till now, uh, I still ask her, how is this, you know? Um, and then I do my act in front of her before I go on stage. And then just to, you know, confirm that tad bit, because yeah, I feel like it's really helpful to have someone there. And also like, even if you don't, you can always try yourself, call a friend or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, the mother's approval is definitely <laughs> a huge aspects in everyone's life i feel like that's the first person you'd ask for anything and that's definitely something if you have that i think you can take on the world but yeah. it's just you have to go beyond that as well you can't just let other people's um opinions overtake what you want to do sometimes you just gotta get yourself out there and not be afraid to fail because the experience the journey and the process of getting to your goals is more important than your failures. That's so yeah. true. Like definitely, even in my life, my mom was my emotional support. Like she emotionally mm -hmm. helped me get through challenges, through barriers and through difficulties. And my mom gave me this very good advice. She said that all the fear, all that negativity is in your head and you have to get that fear and that negativity out of your head in order to accept a new challenge, in order to seek a new challenge. So once you get that out, you'll become fearless and you'll become successful. I think we're very lucky to have such a great support system, at least for us three. I haven't really heard from Ayan yet, but like um, all of us, we've had a great- I have parents, I have parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's great though. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're really lucky to have such supporting family members who are willing to really motivate us in whatever we're doing. But I think it's also- 
as much as we can appreciate our you know situation i think it's important to acknowledge yeah. the people who don't have that as well the people mm-hmm. who want to do a lot with their life and they have their own dreams and you know that are absolutely crazy but there's no support along the way there's no words of encouragement and i think we can see that perfectly reflected in one of the members at yesterday actually amar right like amar, his father yeah. his father straight up disowned him because he wasn't doing something that you know is conventional yeah, yeah it wasn't exactly, something yeah. conventional it wasn't something his dad wanted he was mm-hmm. he wanted yeah. to live his own dream rather than his father's dream but i think regardless it just goes to show how getting out of your comfort zone can really show that you can defy the odds or you can do a lot more and you don't have to live up to an expectation rather create your own expectations your own dreams that you can live up to that's, that's, so that's a huge part of it the self plays a lot as much as people do the self plays just as much i mean just to add on i feel like with people from our background specifically like coming from south asia there is that mentality of what will other th- other people think especially that comes into play like you know like there's that like old stereotype where like okay if, you, if you're like a guy or like a girl from like Pakistan or India, okay, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or like a businessman. There's no in between, right? Mm-hmm. So like most in what when you came up to your parents and were like, okay, I really enjoy acting. Is it fine if I do something related to acting? Did you feel that immediate support from your parents, or was it something that they gradually eased into for you? Yeah, so I feel like um my parents, um they were they were supportive from the start and they did they helped me from the start i feel like it doesn't matter whether you know you're helping from uh, your parents like immediately say yes and they'll help you from the start or gradually i feel like both ways you're getting help anyways mm-hmm. and support and then you can lift off and carry on your career yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all about trusting the process I feel like if you don't have parents too, and if you don't have that emotional support from your parents, mm-hmm. a lot of the support can also come from your friends too. Like I remember when I became friends with you guys, Saud, uh, Hassan, Ayan, and the rest of the guys, there's so many people in our friends. I'm so glad for that. Like because of them, like, you know, I became who I am right now. I became such a, you know, open person. Like I express my emotions, I express my thoughts. Um, like honestly, man, I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, they're they're my support too. They're my second family. You're my support yeah. system. <laughs> That's great. But, you know, one of the crazy things is as well when Ayan first joined the school. That's a whole story in itself. Um, this guy was just with the other new kids, sitting on like a couch or something, looking into yeah. at the wall literally at nothing not even talking <laughs> i was so i was so bored there i was so because so, it was the, the first time in almost like six seven years where i've been the new kid at school so like yeah. i was completely out of it like i didn't know how to make new friends i've always mm-hmm. been the guy to help a new person ease into mm-hmm. the group but i was never he was never I the guy experienced yeah. that side of the fence in a real life. yeah yeah, and I think I think what we did is that I think I went up to Hassan and some of the guys. It's like there's some new kids not doing anything. Do yeah, you want to go over there. Let's just like go. it. Like again, if you asked me before a couple of years back, I'd never do that. I'd actually never do that. I'm I'm never the person to approach someone. But something about that moment 
just felt right. I just needed to go over there and introduce myself. Whether they like me or not, I don't really care. The fact that I don't I, like you, Salud. I really don't. There we go. You know, that's you fine. You smell that's fine. awful at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm oh, no. But you get what I mean. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter about the outcome. You can't um, think, uh, think of things like you only want the outcome. It's also the process in getting there in the first place and taking that risk. I think risk plays a huge factor in your life. And you're not, if you're not willing to take the risk, you're going to be trapped in your own bubble. Yep. Regret is, I think my biggest fear, if anyone would ask me, it would definitely be regret. And that's one thing that kind of fuels the need to seek discomfort because every chance you get and you say no to it, my mind automatically goes to that. What if you did it? You know, like what if Mm -hmm. I was at the edge of the plane about a skydive? And if I was like, nope, I can't do this. I would never forgive myself because I would constantly think, what if I actually jumped off the plane? What if I actually did that one experience that could have completely changed my life? I think I have a very similar experience to Subhani in terms of how Scholars Cup changed his life. The way it changed mine was I was one day sitting on the table alone and uh, Krishna, one of our friends, came up to me and he was like, by the way, our third teammate for the Scholars Cup just dropped out. Uh, do you want to join? You have to pay by today. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, yeah, we haven't done any revision. We haven't done anything. Uh, just do you want to join us? And I was like, you know what? Why not? What have I got to lose? Like I, they haven't revised either. Neither have I. I've never debated before. Neither have they. So why not? Just Let's just do it. And we ended up somehow coming seventh in the competition, which was like a huge achievement for us. And we were wow. just absolutely shook by it, and we did not expect it at all. But it just goes to show that those small glimpses of seeking discomfort that stumble upon your life and that you encounter, it's so important to actually take those risks because you are, you're, you're going to end up living in regret. And I think that's one thing no one ever wants to live with. Yeah, and like also just to add on, we can also continue and prosper even by failure you know yeah you know it's not always that we go and for example if you just go on your first time do something for the first time and you fail that doesn't mean you just give up you have to keep trying if you really love it and if you're really passionate about it you know you'll keep going so i feel that you know there's some failures and there's always some successes which both have to motivate you because you can learn from those failures and you can also feel motivated from those successes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like there's always some success in failure. There's never a time where failure is ultimately only a failure. And one, one, one question I want to leave the audience with is moving forward from this. The next time you're in a situation, when someone comes up to you and asks you, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Ask yourselves, why not? Because I feel like if you go on with that mentality, you can succeed in so many things that you wouldn't be able to because other people held your back and not having a reason at that moment for doing something like an incentive could hold you back on something in like possibly in the next near future that could change your life. Yeah, a lot of us love to you know, kind of, like you said, 
people say why, but then you said, why not ask the question, why not in the first place? Mm-hmm. I think that's where yes theory is a huge part because everyone says it's okay to say no. It's okay to say to no. And that does apply to an extent, but what if you said yes? You know, a lot of the biggest answers in your life and your pockets of growth are behind those what ifs that you ask yourself and your your willingness to kind of overcome and really do justice to that what if question you ask yeah and like also a lot of people stop themselves from coming out of their comfort zone just because Mm -hmm. of fear you know what i mean so like um yeah so my sister told me that uh people refrain from stepping out of their comfort zone because it's mostly out of fear like what if i'm taking the wrong path or what if i fail what are people going to think of me like you know you're like no you're supposed to replace that with uh, is this the right uh, i know this is going to be the right path what if i succeed um what if this is good for me um i will have a growth mindset you know like stop yeah. letting fear dictate your life yeah. and then again is there ever a right path in the first place Just, yeah that's yeah. definitely a question to ponder upon i think it really depends what kind of what ifs we're asking ourselves. I think that's a very powerful statement. Don't let fear dictate your life because a lot of the times that's what we end up doing. We don't end up doing the more things outside of our comfort zone because we feel as if fear will result in an adverse outcome and won't really benefit us. But regardless, it's all about that step you took in the first place, not the outcome of it. Yeah. Well, um, now that we've talked about all of this, I want to take, I want to get your own opinions on this. What is something that you've had in the past that um, you were scared to do? And if you ever overcame it, how did you do it? It's hard to think. That's really hard to think. Yeah. And the fact that you guys pause in the first place goes to show that it's not an easy thing to overcome. It's, there's so many things in your life that come in your way, all these barriers but you're here now, you, you're the person you are. You define who you are and the next step you take it, it is what develops your character. I think for hey, me, sh- it Sharing would... a room with Sabani and Nepal definitely helped. <laughs> how, how, how so, how so? Yeah, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> what changed your outlook on Sabani? The there was no outlook to begin with. It was a fresh canvas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah. I think for me, it was definitely speaking and getting confidence through that because speaking was definitely something I wanted to improve. I'd love watching TED Talks. I'd love watching yeah. shows and movies. And I always wondered, I'm like, how do these people go on stage so effortlessly, no script prepared, nothing, and just present you know just share their story or just really show what they're passionate about i thought that was such an insane thing and just a whole art behind it i think that's what really pushed us to do this podcast i think we all have a very you know an interest in speaking and getting to meet new people getting to learn more about them than we already do and this podcast in itself was a leap of faith we really didn't know like there was we weren't taught this in school this is something we did out of passion, something we constantly search for, did research on, and we can only hope to grow it in the future. 
the only way to truly seek discomfort is translating that fear into something positive. When you translate that fear into like, you know, a positive thing, then say I was scared of let's okay let's say that I did not know how to swim in a swimming pool I was mm-hmm. scared of that because I, I fear that I drown right yeah. but the, if I were to translate that fear into a positive thought I'd have to tell myself that Maz you gotta you gotta swim you gotta take that leap of faith because if you do learn how to swim you know you can you can save lives you could um, do a lot of positive things so really it's about translating that fear into something positive I mean, you're pretty tall, so it shouldn't really matter anyway. <laughs> Ayan's a bit jealous. Ayan's a bit jealous. Ayan, can you swim? Yeah, I, 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 can, I can float. <laughs> can float. Yeah. He needs those little floaties on his arms. <laughs> At the shallow end, right? Shallow end. Kiddie pool, man. Kiddie pool. <laughs> he just about meets the height requirement. You know, he's good. Jeez. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, like the, definitely like Subhani said, it does unlock new doors when you try out new things. And if you take that step, there's so many more options that, for you um, that become available that wasn't there in the first place. True, that's yeah. true. And like also someone close to me uh, said that there's a difference between being like impulsive and mm-hmm. being spontaneous. You know, like yeah. you should also think behind like behind something before you're gonna do it because sometimes you know uh it's not the right choice or something like that along those lines so i agree with yeah i agree with most but with thinking you should not overthink over situation like you should Mm -hmm. not always think of all the bad consequences that will happen think about the positive things to outweigh the pros and the cons and then make that decision seek that discomfort so never overthink in life yes you should think don't like blindly (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. 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 you've got a doctor stranger you know you have to look at every single possibility and (laughs) go against the odds go against the odds yeah, dude. For real. that's a great way to think that's a great way to put it you should never overthink too much but at the same time you want to make sure you're doing something that's still a bit sane but exactly, yeah, yeah still has a bit of risk in it uh and yeah i think with that we will end off our episode thank you so much mosin and mas for coming on here and sharing your story sharing your insights as always it is an absolute pleasure to have you guys on yeah, thank you so much. I feel honored to be featured on the number one only podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes. bro, I appreciate it. Actually, no, yeah, there's bro. a second podcast in DIS too, apparently. There's a second? Ooh, no oh, way. Wow. Competition, bro. Competition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just seeing all, all you guys, we're all coming from different walks of life. And to see how we all connect on such uh, a re- very relatable level is great to see. And the next time, the viewer, whoever is listening, wherever you're listening, whenever you go into your next situation, think about that leap, leap of faith. What can you do next time? Why, when someone asks you why, why not? Challenge your own fears, your perceptions, challenge yourself and get yourself out there. There's so much for you in the world. Um, it's up to you to decide how you want to dictate it. Life's a story, but you choose where that story lies. Thank That's you guys for listening so wise much. Words, wise words. Wise yeah. words. Beautifully said, man. Beautifully wise said. words, dude. That's amazing. And yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode for sure. Yeah.
be sure to check out our podcast again on Spotify, on Anchor, wherever you know, streaming platforms are. Be, uh, be sure to check out our Instagram where we'll be having um, updates on the whenever our episodes come out. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed it and hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.